This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, December 3rd, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. Race relations are made worse by the war on drugs. That's the conclusion of John McWhorter, a Columbia University professor and author of books on language, culture, and race. He argues it's time to end the war on drugs. He spoke at the Cato Institute's New York City seminar in October. Black America fully understands overall that while racism is not dead, it can't be used as an excuse for failure. Most black people have no problem with Barack Obama saying that he would not want his children to be subjected to racial preferences. Most black people understand that Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson are celebrities rather than leaders. Most black people understand that the main problem for inner city residents is less how white people feel about them than the depredations of black criminals. Yet, There is a single eternal sticking point. This is grievously misunderstood by a lot of people who are very concerned with race in America. There is a single eternal sticking point, and it is nothing but the police. Most black Americans do not think it's okay that even affluent black men are often stopped for drug searches. Most black Americans do not think it's okay that most of the men police officers kill are black. Attend one of the innumerable forums on the state of black America, held all year, every year, all over the United States. There's typically a person or two during the question session who stands up and points these things out as indicating that America remains a racist country. That person is applauded. Now, the panelists who have urged the black community to look inward are considered to have made some good points as well. But the general impression after the forum is that the battle between the racism forever Cassandras and the look inward advocates resulted in a draw. That kind of draw is not the kind that sparks decisive commitment to work in one direction. Nothing changes. I've been watching this for 10 years. Nothing changes, nothing will. Black America has been hosting endless renditions of that forum since the late 60s at universities, in churches, in community centers, and in discussions of race on television and radio. Example, one might point out that most people committing violent crimes in bad inner city neighborhoods are black, but the riposte is that black men have no choice but to turn to crime because of poor schools, inadequate employment opportunities, and so on. One might have objections to that, but few of them are so conclusive as to be open and shut refutations, and the objection generally requires a command of data and literature of the sort that only scholars and wonks can realistically be expected to embrace. The general debate lives on, and all indications from the past 40 years indicate that it cannot be meaningfully resolved. Eliminating the war on drugs would pull the rug out from under all of this. That's why it's so urgent. Let's imagine a black America with no war on drugs. No more gang wars over turf, no more kids shooting each other over sneakers, no more stop the violence rallies, no more agonized discussions about gun possession in the inner city. Quite simply, people who don't sell drugs for a living don't need to kill one another over turf. No more glum speculations about the extent to which black women's romantic choices are shaped by a shortage of black men, no more scholarship showing that women in the ghetto get pregnant out of wedlock because they don't see the black men they know as marriageable. 
because there's no war on drugs, there are no more black men up the river proportionally than white, Latino, or Asian, because the men get jobs, as they did in the old days, even in the worst ghettos, because they have to. Black communities are now full to bursting with men, black women have their pick of them, and we can move on. No more does a privileged man like Henry Louis Gates shout, why, because I'm a black man in America, when questioned by a policeman. Gates's take on being asked why he was breaking and entering into his own house was understandable. In an America with a war on drugs that forces cops to pay special attention to young black men and sometimes older ones. With the war on drugs eliminated, the cops would have no reason to do this, and the understandable paranoia of men like Gates would evaporate. No more calls for a conversation about race, with the real intention being that black people get to vent at white people and reveal to them the precious wisdom that racism remains more important than you might think. Because there's no longer a sense that black America is under siege, no one will waste time dreaming of that impossible conversation. The hideous dropout rate among ghetto teens, watch it fall, as soon as there's no way to keep money in your pocket without a diploma. The war on drugs gives ghetto males an ever-standing option for making a living without staying in school. Stop snitching, people in the hood proudly say, withholding information from the police. All of that is about the war on drugs. People in prison for selling drugs are tempted to inform on others in order to shorten their unjust sentences. With no war on drugs, black inner city members would not have such a justification for distrusting cops because they wouldn't encounter them much more than you or I do. And with no war on drugs, within a single generation, the concept of people walking around inner cities wearing t-shirts reminding one another not to help the police apprehend the criminals that kill them will seem antique. Black undercover cops are mistaken too often as criminals. That would evaporate with no war on drugs. Most people selling drugs in the open air are black. With a war on drugs, this means that black men are the main people that cops must patrol and counter and apprehend. If these cops weren't quicker to see a black man of a certain profile as a criminal than a white one, they would not be human. All humans generalize. Naturally then, in a chaotic situation where a black cop is undercover dressed as a criminal, it will hardly be unknown for white cops to assume that he's one of them. With no war on drugs, this glum situation would be virtually unknown. Do you often get a sense that many black people operate according to a sense that they are not subject to the same rules as everyone else? in terms of civility, achievement, and life plans? I hate to ask that, but I have to because this is important. You probably do, and frankly, you are seeing something real. There is a kind of black person who does feel that the rules are different for us, and what underlies this, although most wouldn't put it in so many words, is the relationship between black men and the police. Ask a black person why they think racism still defines black lives, if they do, and all you have to do is count how many seconds pass before they start talking about the police. Upon which, return to my point here, with no war on drugs, a generation would grow up without that prickly, defensive sense of what being black means. No more exaggeration, no more double talk, no more melodrama, 
No more formulaic rage, no more staged indignation. Imagine all of the energy wasted on these sorts of things devoted to reality, such as things like schools, diet, and healthcare. There will be those who say that I am exaggerating the centrality of the war on drugs to black America's problems. I believe they're wrong, and the question we must ask is, what do you suggest? We hope that they don't suggest more of what's been going on for the past 40 years. Sonorous phrasings at forums and meetings and on websites and blogs about responsibility, expectations, institutional racism, and profile articles about individuals making a difference for a few dozen people at a time in a particular city for a few years before life moves them on. Franklin D. Roosevelt said, take a method and try it. If it fails, admit it and try another, but above all, try something. What do you suggest we try instead, I would say to an objector? Community centers? Take a look at the track record on that. Or is it that we have to try a lot of things all at the same time? Well, what else have we been doing for 40 years, and where are we now? He or she who supposes that a random combination of unfocused, usually temporary, and largely ineffective things is preferable to trying something else is responsible for explaining why, and they could not. Let's try something concrete. End the war on drugs and make a better America. This is not about tune in, turn on, drop out. This is not about political partisanship. This is about making black lives better and through that, making America better. And not America in some vague poetic sense, but the daily lives that all of us lead. If we truly want to get past race in this country, we must be aware that it will never happen until the feudal war on drugs so familiar to us now is a memory. All it would take is a single generation of black Americans growing up in a post-prohibition America for us to get where we all want to go. The time to end the war on drugs, therefore, is yesterday. Thank you. John McWhorter is a professor at Columbia University and contributing editor at the New Republic and City Journal. You can read more on the war on drugs at Cato.org.